You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. alive the Arizona Coyotes stay hot at home at Mullet Arena sweep the season series versus the New York Islanders the first time since, since the Winnipeg Jets in 1979-80 yeah I was gonna say where were you Leah but I wasn't yet yeah. a thought <laughs> um but thank you all so much for tuning into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig Morgan will be calling in from Mullet Arena shortly. But PD, the Coyotes, like, they just dominate at home. Dominate the Islanders. I, and, and like the manager in Major League said, three games makes a winning streak, and that's three in a row at the Mullet. And so it's officially a winning streak at home at the Mullet. Home ice advantage, is it real? Absolutely, it's real. Again, they're beating good teams here. They beat the Boston Bruins, by the way, I don't know if you saw that. And earlier in the year, they beat Toronto. <laughs> wasn't a mullet. Once a, show, once a Toronto, show. But they did beat Toronto, too. They, they swept the New York Islanders. This is a team that's a playoff team right now. Um, they shut them out in New York. This one, they were down by two. And this is the first time the Islanders have lost after being ahead in the first period. They were 7-0 and and when leading after the first period. So the Coyotes handed them their first loss. Uh, it's, a, it's a tale of three different teams, maybe. I don't think the Coyotes came out in the first. I, I don't think that's that's the first time we looked at Veggie and go, ooh. Yeah. I know that one was tipped and he was, but that first one I think he'd like to have back and he usually doesn't give up those kind of goals. Yeah. But he battles back in the second period. The Coyotes dominate on the shot chart. They were so much better in the second period and then the third period, the Islanders heated up. Yeah, yeah. And so, I was a little concerned that they wouldn't be able to hang on. But again, it's that it's that magic mullet. I know, and I have to I have to give it up for the Coyotes because co- coming into this season, we knew this team would be toward the bottom, and they are, but they compete night after night, and the Islanders were th- like putting it on them at the end. I was nervous, like I w- and they they ended up scoring with a minute thirty nine left. I thought like that was very they very easily could have tied it up there, and the Coyotes you know laid their bodies on the line. They're they're keeping it close. They're they're competing. They're they're not just putting their hands up and giving up, which. They, they easily could have done at multiple points throughout this game, especially going down to nothing after, you know, the first few minutes there in the first period. So big credit to the, the whole yeah, Coyotes team that group. Doesn't quit. Yeah, they don't. And, and I think that's starting now that we're about a third of the way into the season, we're starting to get that sense of what their this team's identity is. And that's their identity is, is they don't quit and they they're they compete. It's a team that works hard. And that's what we said we've asked for. You look at the lopsided wins a year ago by the opponents over the Coyotes, and they were frequent. And they, they started off with the, the shellacking in Columbus, and it, it got worse at several times during the year. This year it's been twice. Dallas beat them pretty handily at Mullet right before they left for that really long road trip, and I think it was probably just the timing of that one. And the Edmonton Oilers really took it to them the last game of the 14-game trip in Edmonton. Yeah. Other than those two games, you look at this and you go, gosh, they're in every game. And this yeah. one, even down by two, you go... But Melka just needs to make a few more saves, and they're going to get one. And now they believe in it themselves. And once the room believes in it, and they believe they can come back, that that that's that's just contagious. Like yeah. it, they're more likely to be able to do it again because they've done it this time. And we say it's someone different every night. And well, tonight, and I saw CWP mention it in the, in the chat. Boyd Howdy. 
Like Boyd Howdy. He hey, Minnesota was well represented Minnesota. on the score sheet Boy. tonight, PD. Boogie. I Boogie, I know you're listening on the way home. I put my vote in again for the King. We'll have to wait to see if later if I had any other support. But but you're right. I, those are two guys that 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 stepped up tonight. And in Keller again, it, it's starting to be Keller every night, but it's always somebody else. It, it's it you know, it's Kraus one night, it's Michelli one night, it's, you know, tonight it happens to be Boyd. So I think that that's what we're seeing with this team. It's somebody different every night pulling the rope and getting this team through to the other side. And I tell you what, it's exciting to watch. And in that atmosphere in the mullet, if, it, if it's anything like it looks like on TV, that atmosphere is fantastic. I didn't hear about any fights. In the, in the crowd. In there the were a couple tonight. on the ice. A couple on the ice. Maybe but we that, left it there. And yeah. That's for the best. <laughs> exactly. And the, and the players that are getting paid the money to, to perform are performing Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz multiple points for both of them tonight we'll dive more into their play in just a moment but let's dive into the numbers tonight because PD you mentioned it the Coyotes were so close to outshooting their opponent for just the third time this season the last time against the New York yeah, Islanders yeah. and the New York Rangers so that was the last time the Coyotes the last two times this season the only two times the Coyotes have outshot an opponent they were very close after two but like we said the Islanders stormed back in the third to outshoot the Coyotes 34 to 29. But it didn't matter because Veggie uh, stood on his head when it mattered. You know, shaky start for him, but but he came through. Um, both teams 0 for 5 on the power play. However, Shane Gossespierre's goal in the first was, was seconds after uh, the, the Islanders' uh, penalty expired. So that it, it was essentially a power play goal. He wasn't even back in the action yet um, in, in that sense. But, um, you know, as far as numbers go for this team, PD, this might be the most even numbers I've seen in a really long time. Yeah, this one you could look at the numbers and go, oh my gosh, they didn't get their ass kicked. Yeah. You know, like you usually look at the numbers and, and they might win the game, but you look at the numbers and they go, how? It's all veggie. Yeah. But tonight it wasn't. Tonight, the the only thing, the power play, and we, we're talking about the power play for just a minute. Yeah, let's talk about it. So they're 0 for 5 again. It's it's an area of their game. They started off incredibly hot at the beginning of the season, then they were a little inconsistent. Uh, Richie sat out a few games, then he comes back in, then Schmaltz was hurt, and he comes back in, and they haven't found that rhythm really since Schmaltz came back. Schmaltz and Chickard came back in the same game, went right on the number one power play. That was, that was You can look at a graph and then see yeah. power play productivity start to fall. And so tonight, they mixed it up again, and they had Bukestead to, I guess, is the number one power play because it was the only real change. Keller off, Bukestead in, so it was you know, Goss to spare with uh, Schmaltz. I had him written down because I knew I was going to do this. <laughs> and I, I, when I'm watching the game, I can sit there and get through it, but I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, so, it, yeah, the Schmaltz, Richie, Bugstead with Chikrin and Goss to spare. And so that's your number one unit. And what puts Keller on the number two unit with Kraus, Michelli, um, Mosier, and Boyd? Well, Who's your number one unit? And what constitutes your number one unit? You have your two top goal scorers and Keller and Kraus on what is called the second unit. And you usually go by who comes on the ice first as your first unit. Well, the Keller group started four of those five. A lot of it was because Schmaltz or Gossespierre or somebody was just getting off a shift. But that one seemed to get be more dangerous. The Keller one's more dangerous. And I like Keller on the right circle. We talked about that earlier in the year with Keller yeah. on the left circle. He can't come over downhill and shoot. He's got him on the right circle now. I like him there yeah, better. That's where he was to start the year. And, and, we, and, when, and when he moved, it felt it felt almost unnatural that he was in a I different completely place. agree. Um, and they, the, the power play definitely saw more looks tonight. I felt like they had more shots. And that was a big part of the reason they outshot the Islanders in the second period because they had multiple power plays. Um, so the Islanders didn't even have a chance to get a yeah. shot on net. But we talked about this. I think it was last post game. Just like you have to get shots on net if you want a chance to score to to be close in games. And at, at least the Coyotes kind of stepped up to the plate with that tonight. And the power play did play a role in that despite them being 0 for 5. Yeah, well, they had eight shots on the power play. And I think what this does by putting Keller and separating him from the the other group, I think this gives them a 1-2 power play punch that's dangerous for two complete minutes. And I think there's scoring threats on both of them. And I would, if they keep it together for a couple more games, I would think we would start to see them finally getting back into the scoring uh, on the power play. And one of the additions, and I know I joke about Nick Bukes that a lot, you saw what his shot can do and he can beat a goalie clean there. So putting him in that bumper role and adding him to that first power play unit, I think it's a good move. And I think this makes them more dangerous for longer and spreads the depth out of their skilled players over two power plays. So I, I really like the move. And we'll see how it pays off over the games to come. 
Yeah, and Jacob Chikrin had looked hungry on oh. the power play, especially after that that miscalled offside. Angry. Oh, if he scored there, it would have been so great because he wanted it so bad. But he had a couple of those like shots on net or or a shot that went over the net. He he was in it. So I definitely feel like you know the the coaching staff is starting to to stir it up, trying to get things going again. And you know, like we said, Shane Gossamer's goal seconds after the power play ended, it, it was essentially a power play goal without being one um and and it was a great it was a great goal it went through a ton of guys like it was actually shocking how few how it didn't hit anybody um o'brien screening in front shane gossespers seventh goal of the season and he's been heating up after being a little bit he he was one of those like richie who was really hot at the start and kind of cooled off but he's kind of starting to pick up the pace again yeah well let's go back to where you you, you started with that one with the chicken like it this is a guy that we've always said it. He wants to get out of here. Well, now he's playing like it again. He ends up plus three tonight. After all the minuses he had a year ago, he's plus three tonight with two assists, 10 shot attempts tonight. He's a different player. I thought he carried the puck up the ice well between the blue lines. I thought he was a real effective player tonight. And honestly, if he keeps playing like this, I think it's going to happen soon. Like if a trade? It's, yeah, I, I think it's imminent now. I really do. And, and maybe I'm completely wrong. We'll have Craig check in later because he's dialed into what's really happening and talking to the GM. I'm just saying the way he's playing right now, scouts are not looking at him looking at deficiencies in his game. And I know a year ago you could go, oh, yeah, but he can't defend or he can't read the rush or he can't. he's not tough enough in the corners. Well, all of those things he's doing right now are things he didn't do a year ago. So I... I, I Somebody's going to get willing to pay that price. It's it's going to happen. I, I think his contracts is great, and I think I, I think it's going to happen. I, I didn't know if he'd get that price until he came back, and now he's played. Now he's got a sample set, and I think someone's going to make that deal. Yeah. Well, one of your keys to the game the other night was Chickaboom, Jacob yeah. Chickren. He's been, he's been hot, and and he stayed that tonight. Two points, two assists. Um, so let's look at your keys from tonight's game. Didn't involve Chickren, but all things were relevant at one point or another. Tonight. Yeah, well, I said win the first, and this is as I said, neither one of these teams has lost in regulation if they won the first period. Well, the Islanders won the first period and they lost the game, so yeah. that take that one off the list. Um, get through the blue lines. They didn't have those. Egregious errors. We were watching for a stretch in the in the in the third period where they turned it over a few times between the blue lines, but I thought they managed the puck really well tonight. I don't think they let the Islanders get their speed game going, their transition game. So I definitely count that as a win. And Veggie, well, he shut him out two nothing on the island. And after the first few shots, we go, uh oh. Yeah, I was worried. The key to the game might not be there. He didn't look. I mean, for the past few games, we talked about: Do we trade? Did the Coyotes trade Veggie? Like he's been so great. Exactly. And uh, then the first five minutes of this game happened. I said, "Hmm." Mm. But I will say he did get it together. Yeah, but when it needed to be, and he made the saves. But that's the way this team's been. That first period, it's been been a struggle. That's been the period. This and last year was the second period. They sucked. And this year, they just seem to get better as the game goes on. And and honestly, that last minute and a half, I was concerned. With the Islanders pulled the goalie, the Islanders, they score the first one to get it within a one-goal game, and uh, they were tough. They had some good looks, pucks, bucks over the sticks, and I just felt bad for Keller. Gets the open net look. Oh, my God. Smolks meets the pass across. Everyone in the chat earlier was, I can't believe he missed it. On an empty net. Empty net. He's straight. He's straight down the middle if of the ice. If he had just taken like two more steps, he could nah. have had it. He really could have. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him follow his hat trick up with another hat trick. It really would have because he's been amazing. He had his 11th and 12th tonight. He's now just one behind Lawson Kraus, who leads the team with 13. But like I said earlier, you know, the, the, the players that you're paying, the players that you want to be your goal scorers, um, like Clayton Keller, even like Lawson Kraus. And we've talked about the the criticism his contract got over the summer, but how he's performed. So Clayton Keller has really, really picked up the pace. And, and let's not forget, and we need to remind ourselves of this every once in a while, the injury that Clayton Keller came yeah. off of. Um, but he's he's more then made up for it uh, in the games. And, and I feel like he keeps getting better and better. Like we said, two goals tonight. He was plus three as well. Um, and that is why Clayton Keller is tonight's DraftKings king of the game. Five shots on goal as well. So Sorry, boom. Nick. <laughs> Sorry, and that was Budestag, not yeah. Schmaltz. And by the way, at one point, we were considering Travis Boyd for king because we felt like he earned it. Yep. He did have the game-winning goal at one point. Things yep. obviously turned. We had to give it 
um, to Clayton Keller, but um, there's there's a few people tonight who who deserve some flowers and praise, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Craig is on his way up. Wow. He said, and I quote, um, he said, I think I just broke my headphones. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Now, how does that happen? <laughs> but until he gets here. Like, that's the thing my, my kid would say when he was a teenager. Like, it just, how do you break your headphones walking up the stairs? Like, <laughs> how does that happen, Craig? You, like, drop them in the crack of the elevator? Be responsible. Be responsible, Craig. So, quick, Keller's goals. We, I saw somebody. Where, where did it go? Is pinball. Oh, Joel said it. Keller, pinball wizard. Like, both goals are off of multiple Multiple oh my God. Islander players. Well, to to <laughs> clarify, it's not pinball wizard. It's pinballs wizard. <laughs> pinballs. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if Joel said that by accident. Romanov. But I'm going to give you the credit either way. We're thinking of you. <laughs> I yeah. hope you're okay. Romanov. Pinballs wizard. <laughs> boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Um, There's the other one. And, and Joel said again, I'm going to pull Joel twice up, two of his comments. Hayden. Barrett Hayden. Like, if anybody needed an empty net oh goal, God. it was Barrett Hayton. He gets over the blue line and he just could, he couldn't. He was got tangled up along the wall. He he just needed to get an empty net goal. Like he needs that goal. He needs it. And once he gets one, maybe the floodgates will open. But he's got to get that yeah. first one. He did have an assist tonight, so but he's got to get that one. Yeah, it's been it's been not not a great year so far for Barrett Hayton, um, but. On the other end, we got Clayton Keller, you got Nick Bugstad, you got Lawson Krauss, Chikrin, all of them have been really productive um, point producers. And if you want to bet on any of them on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and by the way, I wonder, and I saw a comment earlier, is Sean sweating a little bit about this mullet magic, the Buffalo Sabres in town tomorrow? I don't know. Do you ride ride the mullet magic? Um, But if you're too afraid to go puck line or money line, you can always bet on anytime points, anytime or over like half a point, anytime goal scorer, first goal scorer, all these things you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Win yourself some money. And hmm. I'm sure there's some people out there who've been winning money off of Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikrin. Because so. they've they've been they've been right on it. Uh, so you can too download the app now. Sign up with the promo code PHNX, place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150. In free bets, if they do, that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And uh, Sean went and saw the new Avatar tonight. Sean, did you take an OGs before you went and saw the new Avatar? I gotta know. I uh, cannot confirm or deny, okay. but I can confirm that I did. Yes. Okay. Made, made the viewing experience that much. I was gonna say if you're gonna take OGs and then watch any watch movie, Avatar. it would probably be the new Avatar. Um, <laughs> we love OGs here. Seriously, they're so amazing, so delicious. Uh, you can eat them to go to sleep. There's a sleep edition gummy. You can take them for whatever need you have. They're scratch made here in Arizona with delicious flavors like orange creamsicle and pina colada, etc. And I think we only have one sigh on the OG or yeah, OG PD sigh counter tonight because it, it it was a win. So yeah, there's not, not a lot. Bad. There's not a lot to sigh about tonight. No. A couple things as per usual, but not late. It's yeah, we're chilling. I mean, late. yeah, we're chilling. Yeah. So if you want to try OGs, you can, as always, you can find them at your local dispensary. You must be 21 or older to enjoy. I want, I'm going to bring him up. Let's talk about Nick Bugstad for a second. Boogie. Because he's been great, uh, not just tonight, but so far this season, because he scored his seventh goal of the season wow. tonight. Last season, it took him 57 games to do the same thing. And that's what he ended with. Wow. So something's working for Nick Bukestad here in Arizona. We talked about it when he came here. He was going to get a bigger role and a bigger opportunity than he's had in his previous teams. The Minnesota Wild, he was a 13th forward. He only played 57 games because he was a healthy scratch. I, he's getting a chance to play, and he's getting a chance to play big minutes. He's had some power play time now, so I, I think it's only natural that he's going to get some of these points. And, and He's an offensive kid. Like he, he gets to the net hard. He can shoot, which we saw tonight. And he can also distribute the puck. So I think his point total, like you said, the year before that, he had six goals. Now he's got six, seven. He's already beaten his last couple of years. So um, I think his his offensive outside is definitely there, which starts to concern you when it comes trade deadline. <laughs> you would hate to see yeah, your no Minnesota boogie. boy go. I know. Um, well, now without further ado, he's made it headphoneless. Headphoneless. <laughs> it's it's you, Craig. Craig, how do you break your headphones? How does it happen? Oh. 
it, it's 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 even worse when I tell you how it happened. Please tell I us. Pull, I was pulling them out of my bag as if I was coming up because you know I'm trying to speed things up, right? Save time, and I dropped them, and I stepped on them, <laughs> all in one motion. Craig, Craig no. trying to save time and rush. And now this is a lesson to everybody out there. And as Tyson Nash would say, for kids at home, take a deep breath. <laughs> Don't rush because these things happen. Yeah. Santa's coming, though, in a week. So <laughs> right. I hope Tara's Tara. listening. I hope Tara's listening. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, well, yeah. Craig. Anyway, wild game, huh? Wild game. Uh, the home ice advantage is real for this team. Seriously, 4-2-1 in this building. 3-0, and by the way, since they moved into the annex. the annex. So just saying, there's a little magic going here. And I got to be honest, when they fell down 2-0 and they had beaten this team at UBS earlier in the season, I'm thinking, okay, this is a playoff team. This is a play- team that's built in many ways to make a deep playoff run. I think this game might be over. And nope. I had the We've same seen this thought. So many times, the Coyotes will battle back. They keep well, battling back. Go ahead. Sorry. And no, this is the difference from last year to this year. Like last year, if they were down by two, five minutes in, the game was over. Like there was no, there was no ability to fight back last year. They didn't have the offense to do it, and defensively, it would just continue to crumble from there. And this year, it's completely different. I think they're getting. I know Veggie would like to have that first one back for sure. The second one's a good tip that I think maybe he'd still like to have. But then he shut the door after that long enough to get this team back in the game. It was a big difference. And I think offensively, they've got so many more weapons than they had a year ago. And they had that veteran leadership group last year, but they weren't able to add to the offense. This year, there's so many different guys that are scoring. I, they're not out of games. And I, I know it's not a mix that, that you want to see in the rebuild, but they're not out of games anymore. And they got a lot of home games, guys. Got a lot of home games coming. I mean, uh-oh. yeah, uh-oh is right. Uh-oh, it's right. Uh-oh. I wanted to mention something. Nick Schmaltz had three assists tonight. I think he was plus four on the night. I had I had talked to uh, GM Bill Armstrong about him and had talked to Andre about him as well, just about how it would take him a little time to get his legs under him. You coming back from an injury, obviously you miss a lot of time. Andre said after the game he thought it was his best game. Driving offense, and we saw it tonight. I mean, his possession numbers were, were actually just ridiculous tonight. He was, uh, he was a force offensively, and thats I know that's what they've been wanting to see from him. Bill Armstrong had told me that they're looking for him to get back to that level he was last season when he was just an elite point producer and offensive driver. Um, might be a sign tonight. And and that line, again, when, when all three guys are going and all three guys are at the top of their game with Travis Boyd and Clayton Keller, they can make things happen. Andre said an interesting thing to me tonight, and it's not something you would think of uh, intuitively. He said, I think this line is better when they get on, on the forecheck. You would think, you know, this, this is a playmaking line. They're going to hold the puck. They're going to want to keep possession. But he thinks they're more effective when they get the puck in deep. And they're not necessarily they're, – they're clearly not a heavy line. But they're guys who can be in positions and get their sticks in the right spots where they can intercept pucks and, and create turnovers and create plays off of that. And you saw it tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, he had a he had an unbelievable game tonight. And and – Craig, another person who continues to be productive is Jacob Chikrin. And we touched on it already about, you know, how how he's been performing and, and how he's kind of living up to the Jacob Chikrin we saw before last season. Do you is there any more sense on the inside there of if Jacob Chikrin tra- like if a trade could happen anytime soon or is this kind of a, a wait and see still? It's, it's it's definitely they're in a holding pattern here. I think part of what's happened here is a couple of the teams that we've talked about a lot as being in on the mix, in, in the mix for him are Ottawa and Columbus. I don't know that those teams are either willing to pay the price or if they're even in anymore because they both dropped to the bottom of the standings. It's not like either one of those teams thinks anymore, oh, at Jacob Chikrin, we're going to be a playoff team. It's pretty clear that Columbus and Ottawa are not playoff teams. Maybe Ottawa could make the argument that for the future – we, we could add a player like that and maybe we'll emerge the way New Jersey has this year, but maybe that's something that goes all the way to the draft. I, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder. I, I don't get the sense that the offers are coming right now. And the other side of this is there's just a lot of optics around giving up first-round picks. I, I, I'm not sure if teams are really excited about that prospect right now. 
And and we know what Bill Armstrong's MO is. He's not going to lower his price. He's going to wait. If he has to wait till the draft, he'll wait till the draft. If he has to wait longer, he'll wait longer. He's not going to move this asset if he doesn't get what he wants, which could mean crazy as it sounds. And, and I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if we get to the draft and, and it's the same scenario as last year, could Jacob Chicken be a coyote next year? It's crazy to talk about. Well, I'm really glad you you didn't turn into the beginning of the show because I just got done saying about five minutes ago with his play, his <laughs> offensive output, his plus three, and the shot attempts that he his trade would be imminent. And now, now we're talking about having him play here all next year. Holy shit. Time for one of us to, to step aside. Scenario, guys. And again, this is speculation. I want to make clear this is spe- speculation. Yeah, so is I. I'm just saying his play is is, is showing that he is trying yeah. to get out here. And it, there are areas of his game that I thought he struggled with a year ago that I no longer think he is struggling with. And if there's a team that needs it, he's playing like it. Yeah. But imagine this scenario. You get to the draft. You get one of those players that we've been talking about forever. The Coyotes have another killer draft. Does Jacob Chikrin's opinion change? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But if, if you have another killer draft and you start to see a light at the end of the tunnel for this team, and then you think, oh, well, you know, Chick Chick would have would have gone to Ottawa if that had been a possibility. You still want to go to Ottawa? Is that is the grass greener there? I don't know. I don't know if it is. That's an interesting point yeah, that I've literally never considered because I just figured this was kind of a a done deal, you know? But it, it's definitely a possibility. You can't argue against it. The other thing I'll, I'll say, too, again, speculation is who knows the level of desperation that teams will have yeah. at the trade deadline. And there's still a few months between now and then. Who knows what injuries teams can experience, um, contending teams especially. So we'll see. I think if he's not gone by the trade deadline, it's it, it's definitely time to start thinking about him possibly Stand coming through. back. Wow. Yeah. Um, because wow. we thought all summer long he was yeah, going to go. You're right. And, and forget okay. about him not him not wanting to move. But like if if Bill Armstrong even feels like they've you know they got Bedar they got Fantilli whatever like maybe the asking price will drop a little as the years come off his deal. I, I have no idea. Just throwing that. Yeah. Up. But it's it's a, a good point that you made too. We don't know what's going to happen in the next two months, right? And, you know. If injuries, like if, if we see more injuries to other teams, especially contending teams where they're suddenly desperate for a defenseman, maybe they come and pay the price. I, I don't know. It, it It's a really good draft, right? You, everybody knows that. Everybody's talking about this draft. It's deep in forwards, though. It's not deep in defensemen. So on the flip side of that, you worry, okay, where are... Where are the high-end defensemen coming from in this system? Are you going to have to do it through trades? Because, again, this is not a draft that is deep or particularly strong in high-end defensemen. At least that's the analysis right now. Everybody could be wrong because you're talking about 18-year-olds. But right now, it doesn't look like this is a strong draft for defensemen. So at some point, they're going to have to replace Jacob Chikrin in their system. Yeah, it's a good No, point. that's an issue because Connor Timmons is gone. So Victor Soderstrom hasn't been the player that they expected him to be. Um, you know, the Kyle Capibianco is gone. I mean, the depth of defense is not the strong point of this organization right now. And so getting losing a 24-year-old defenseman that can eat a lot of minutes and put up offensive numbers, yeah, that's a big loss. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Craig. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know if the price is there and somebody, like Thomas Wayne said in the chat, who's most desperate, it's still Toronto. And and. and but then you got to fit them in your cap. You got to be able to give up assets in the future. And boy, I tell you what, if you're going to look at a trade under the microscope, make a trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're going to look at it six ways from Sunday before, during, and after the trade. So you better get it right. So we'll see. <laughs> Timmons is already up for the Norris in Toronto. I know. I heard that. <laughs> Canoris Timmons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Craig, another player we've been more jokingly than Jacob Chicken, who we've been seriously talking about being a trade candidate all season long, has been Carl Vimelka, who has kind of defied expectations so far this season. Obviously, tonight we already talked about it. It wasn't his his best night. It wasn't his worst night. Um, but do you have any more thoughts on whether or not Carl Vimelka is a, a piece that you know Bill Armstrong would consider trading? I don't see it happening. A couple couple things. First of all, one that we've talked about a lot on this show is just the morale side of it. When you have a player of his caliber and 
you're a, you're a rebuilding team. You don't want to you want to you don't want to cut the legs out from under the guys. We saw what happened when Carter Hutton was here. You, you there's there's just it's nice to get a couple extra wins, right? It's nice to feel good about yourself. And Karel Vanelka can can mask some things when he's playing at the top of his game. He's done that obviously a lot this season. That's one thing. The other side of this is. I just don't think there's enough of a body of work for Corella Vimelka for a, another team to come and say, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to give up big time assets for Vimelka. I still don't think we really know what he is yet. I don't think he has the track record of a Darcy Kemper where you could say, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared to give up a first round pick for him. The only scenario under which I could see him getting traded is if if you get a team in a desperate situation. And, and by the way, Colorado was in a desperate situation. They lost Grubar to Seattle and. They their cup window was open. They needed somebody. They, there was nobody out there other than uh, uh, Darcy Kemper. So they had to make that deal and they were in a bidding war with Edmonton. So if you get into a situation like that or if you get a team that maybe loses a couple goalies to injury and suddenly what are we doing? We're, we're, our, we're a contender, we think, but we don't have a goaltender. That, I guess there could be a scenario like that where the Coyotes would certainly listen for a trade offer. But I just... I don't see it happening with Velmelka. I know there's been some chatter recently, but I just don't see it happening. All right. So that dream we can put to rest. Not dream. Not that we want him to be no. traded. That that thread we can put to rest um, for now. But but staying future focused for one moment. I know we've kind of gotten off this game, but there's just a lot we don't we haven't talked in a few days, or I haven't talked to you guys in a few days. Um, Team USA announced their uh, their their World Junior Hockey roster today, and both. Logan Cooley and Sam Lipkin wow. made yeah. Team USA two Coyotes prospects, a first round prospect and a seventh round um, pick. So, Craig, awesome for the Coyotes to have not only Logan Cooley, who we kind of all expected, but Sam Lipkin, who's kind of a, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, he's definitely a surprise. And that tells you just uh, what he's been doing in his career, uh, developing um, and also what he did in camp, obviously. Now, I don't know what their lines are going to look like. I think there were 14 forwards on that final roster. So I don't know how much of a regular he's going to be. But just to get that honor to make that team says a lot about what Sam Lipkin has done. Wow, and get really good seats to watch that Canadian team win the whole thing. <laughs> are you trying Are you trying to... Oh, buddy, did you see their roster? Yeah, their roster. Tilly, Bedard, like <laughs> Gunther... If they don't win, it'll be a major. Yeah, I mean, that team's get out, get Shane, out your, right? Get out your DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a hell of a hockey team. I, I'm excited to see the tournament, Craig, and I want to see Logan Cooley play. I'm excited to see that, and let's see what Bedard can do on a world stage. So I, I, I actually am getting tournament. out my DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm just curious if the odds are out. <laughs> it's Team Canada. All no, no, day no long. I know, but I'm just curious what they are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Um, and while I'm looking, Craig, one more thing before we let you go. Well, two more things. Um. First of all, there's a youth hockey tournament this weekend across the valley that we wanted to let people know about. It's really yeah. cool. I'm um, reading that since I don't have my eyes yeah, on it. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it for you. <laughs> but Craig sent us all the details. So a tier one elite league and national midget showcase. 60 teams. This is in Arizona, by the way, just to reemphasize. Uh, 20 midget 18s. 20 yeah, under 18s, under okay. 20 under 16s, and 20 under 15 teams. So you got some of the best hockey players in the country, age 15 to 18. Games are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. 120 games. 120 <laughs> games at the Ice Den Scottsdale, Ice Den Chandler. And honestly, if you need a little hockey fix, jump on the Ice Den website, and they'll have their schedules for both the Chandler and the Scottsdale games. And this is like, this is really good hockey. These are not your NHL players of tomorrow. This is the NHL players of tomorrow's tomorrow. These are your college players, your your major junior players, your Western League players um, over the next couple of years. So if you get a chance and you want to go catch a little hockey, and I was going to say escape the heat, but clearly that's not a problem right now in this frigid winter of Arizona in the 50s, um, go check out some of these kids playing hockey. And uh, big, big college scout presence to WHL, USHL, BCHL, AJHL. And then this is a a fun little tidbit, too. The Junior Coyotes under-16 team won both games today versus Victory Honda and... And who? Who? Buffalo Sabres, who are a top-10 national rank team. You know know who one of those scouts is going to be at this tournament, Petey? I don't. Maybe you won't love this one quite as much because it's not your school, but it's another Minnesota tie. University of Minnesota Golden Gophers coach Bob Mosco will be here to watch. Bob Mosco was here, former yeah. St. Cloud State. 
So. Husky coach, and, too. Uh, and, and world junior coach. Junior Coyotes coached by Dallas Drake, Taylor Pyatt, and uh, Dave wow. Ellis. That's so. a heck of a that's a heck of a coaching crew. And the older team by Mike DeAngelis and Sully, right? So a lot of coyote ties at that tournament. Oh, Thomas said and Thomas, Thomas Wayne's nephew, nephew is playing in the from tournament. The chat. I love it. His nephew's in the tournament. Love it. Um, so go check out some, some great youth hockey. Yeah, seriously. In, yeah. Go ahead. Chandler or Scottsdale. I mean, there's ton 120 games. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Games. I mean, insane. like we were sitting here fiddling our thumbs, like our thumbs, because the Coyotes were on the road for 14 games, and now they're home on a back-to-back Friday, Saturday night. You got oh, all these youth games, yeah. so check it out. Definitely check it out this weekend, um, especially during the day tomorrow on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Craig, any other notes in general from tonight's game before we let you go? I'm just wondering if this place is becoming a real home ice advantage. <sighs> Four, two, and one in this building. They're playing well in this building, guys. This, I listen. It 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 it's great for fans to see this, right? You love coming to a game and watching the home team win. It's not great for the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see tomorrow. Like they got Tage against the machine coming in. And by the way, they were there today, so they flew in late last night. The Buffalo Sabers did. They practiced at the Mullet today. And we'll see if that uh, Old Town Scottsdale Mill Avenue flu catches the Buffalo Sabres for tomorrow. We'll see. Got to be Connor Ingram tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll see. That's true. That's true. All right, Craig. Well, we'll let you go, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night for round two. Right back at it. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Get some new headphones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, Craig. Oh, man. Well, like we said, lots of Coyotes home games, it feels like. And with this this juju, I guess you can say, at yep. home, uh, it, it's a great time. That was a really entertaining game. Um, my roommate was actually at the yes. game. By the way, <laughs> we saw her. this is my special shout out to Kylie. Um, during the Nick Ritchie fight kind of in the corner, there was somebody standing up in the second row cheering and they're wearing a Cody the Coyote shirt. You might have seen it. That was my roommate uh, awesome. who was at the game, her first time at Millet Arena, first time at a Coyotes game since I think she and I went in 2020 when it was only like a thousand people in wow. the 17,000 seat arena, whatever that was. Um, but great game, goals, fight, fights, yeah, uh, power pull, like tons of power plays, close at the end, it re- one goal game, tie up late. It really had, or not tie up late, but make it close late. It really had everything you can ask for. Tara. Tara just said cat, cat stole, stole Craig's, Craig's headphones, headphones, found them under the couch. Wow. <laughs> just saying that there's some the truth comes I'm to not life. quite sure what happened. You said I don't know them. who to, I don't know what to believe. Uh, I'm on Team Tara all day long. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. I don't know what to believe. Um, but anyway, check out a game, get out to a game. They've been a blast. And uh, if you buy your tickets on game time, it's the lowest prices guaranteed, especially when you buy the day of the game. So if you want to go to the Buffalo Sabres game tomorrow. Go on the Game Time app tomorrow, and you'll save up to sixty percent on tickets. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to Las Vegas. Wow! Um, next week, and I will be there when the Buffalo Sabers continue on their Southwest swing and play the Golden Knights. And I'm planning to use the Game Time app to buy tickets to that game. And I've been checking, and wow. a month ago they were in the fifties. As of yesterday, they were thirty-six. So I can only wow. imagine what they'll be on Monday. Can you work during that a little bit? I mean, it's the beast of the East versus the best in the West. Like that's, you got to get, beast at least send east. one, <laughs> one, I'll send a one tweet. tweet. I'll send, send a tweet. Um, but yeah, I can't From wait T-Mobile. to use, the, I can't wait to use game time. I've literally just been watching Fantastic. the price drop as we Let's get closer. Go. So if you want to buy last minute tickets for discounted rate, check out the game time app. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link below in our description. And while you're out of game, Grab a Four Peaks beer. I mean, (laughs) hockey and beer, what what goes better? I'm surprised you didn't break out a kill lifter tonight. Um, And we're really excited because we have a special event coming up. And it's the inaugural PHNX Tea Party, that's T-E-E, presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We got out there the other day for our all-staff meeting. This place is amazing. I didn't really yeah. know what to expect. I didn't either. I thought it was just a driving range. Same. Turns out you can like play a course, but kind yep. of virtually on the Virtual. screens, but you're hitting yep. from a stationary place. 
It's absolutely unbelievable. And on January 13th at 5.30 p.m., we're renting out the entire driving range. Come hang with the Big Drive Energy crew, the PHNX crew, and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and more. Our PHNX Suns crew will be hosting a watch party for the Suns vs. Timberwolves. Four Peaks will be out there providing beer samples and swag. Sign me up just for that. Check the link in the description to just reserve your spot right now. And for our diehards, check Discord for your special link where you'll save 20% on this awesome event. It really does pay off to be a diehard. It's $45 per person, but diehards is only $36. So we always talk about being a diehard. You save money on events, save money on merch. This is a perfect example of that. It's going to be a really, really, really fun event. We can't wait. And there's going to be heaters out there. Don't worry, we've been told there yeah, will be and cold. There will be plenty yeah. of heaters because uh, we are a cold bunch here. Yeah, it's <laughs> like video games and golf and beer all mixed into one. Yeah, I, it's gonna. Be, I don't see a problem. It's gonna there. be a blast. It's gonna be an absolute blast. So we hope to see a lot of you there. Um, Craig mentioned it already. This isn't quite going according to plan. I mean, if you pull up the standings, the the Coyotes are still. 29th they're Anaheim still finally wins and i'm finally finally, finally won and they're not in last anymore no and guess who is those chicago blackhawks at chgo blackhawks really and they lost again tonight they now wow. lead the race wow. for bedard with 18 points for 32nd place anaheim 19 points columbus 22 and arizona now 24 points so they're still behind san jose still behind philly I mean, they're starting to put some distance between them and Chicago. And and like Craig mentioned, there's a ton of home games ahead. They have this crazy home ice advantage going on. Should we start getting worried? Or or we're seeing Shane Goss' pair pick up the pace. We're seeing these players who are maybe going to put themselves in a position to be traded. And then once they start kind of cleaning house, maybe this chemistry will fall apart a little bit. Should we be worried? Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because everything you just said about the Coyotes is exactly what they're saying about the Blackhawks. They're looking at trading Patrick Kane. Athenasio yeah. might get traded. Like, and and the Coyotes have had Veggie. Yeah, and been, their goaltending has con- not been good. Veggie has been far more consistent this year than he was last year. Yep. And and that's the difference. Chicago's and, bottom five and, in the yeah. league in goals against. They're they're struggling to keep the puck out of the net, uh, and their chemistry is only going to get made worse at the trade deadline. I I don't. I had the guys from CHGO on here, and I said the Coyotes would clearly be last. We Not were anymore. sure. Yeah, Chicago. I, 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 I don't see how the, the the Coyotes can fall farther than the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Yeah, and and four and fourth last, and let's just say the lottery fell how yep. the teams fell, which we know isn't always the case. Obviously, since the Coyotes always seem to fall. <laughs> um, but if the Coyotes were to draft fourth, this is the draft you want to be in the top three, and it's an amazing draft overall in terms of talent but you're not going through this suffering to pick seventh no and that's the big fear and you know what if they end up picking third it's okay yeah because there's but you want to be in the top two but and this is the problem with the coyotes year after year after year is you get in that that 20 to you know 20 to 15 range and you pick eight to ten or seven they gotta get last they need they really need the bottom two I I mean three you can still survive on the bottom three but you really want the bottom two if you got Adam Fantilli coming or Connor Bedard coming it changes everything so I I mean there's still a lot of hockey left I still want to see him compete I still want to see him work hard like this I want to see him stay close in games I want him to be exciting kind of like what they did versus San Jose the exactly hundred percent <laughs> exactly and and they have to do it against those teams they have to do it against Chicago Anaheim and the teams that are below them Columbus in the standings. But I tell you what, this mullet factor might be the difference. If they can yeah. con- continue to play like this at home, and honestly, and I, I joke about the the um, Scottsdale Old Town flu, that, that's real. I mean, there it's going to be hard to be focused in this building because guys are going to say, oh, we're playing in the small building. Oh, it's in Oh, it's Tempe. the Coyotes. Oh, it's the Coyotes. And the Coyotes are going to sneak up and bite teams, and they I did it again s- today. Yeah, I will say, they're, I, they've really established an identity for themselves and yep. I and I really respect them. But mm-hmm. I will respect them more if they <laughs> fall to the bottom exactly. and drop Badar Fantilli. But uh oh man. We'll get there in a little bit. But let's look at the upcoming schedule because it's a big one for our producer Sean tomorrow there night. Tage. Tage. Tage is coming. He's coming Tage. home. I tell you what though he's in coming a, home. We already talked about game time. 
If you get a chance to go see Tage Thompson live, this kid yeah. is special. And I know we talk about McDavid a lot and Matthews a lot. This kid is electric and unfortunately doesn't get the media attention. No, I'm sorry, Sean. But he's in Buffalo and he's not getting the recognition because the team's not playing as well right now. But this kid is unbelievable hockey player. He's big. He's tall. He's strong. He's offensively gifted. If you get a chance to go watch him, go watch him. And he's one of those players you buy a ticket to go see. Yeah, absolutely. There's my Tage Thompson pitch. Absolutely. I'm excited to see him play here. Absolutely. I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if, if he can beat the mullet magic, but or, he's a good Or he will be the one to do it. Maybe he will. It is the age of Tage after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and then next week, obviously, Montreal home on Monday, 8 p.m. at home. Wait, wait, who did that? <laughs> Vegas Wednesday, 8 p.m. I mean, Vegas is toward the top of the league. And then L.A. on Friday, 7.30 before the uh, holiday break there. So, the, you know, the schedule doesn't get any easier because you think they're home and then they're gone and then they're back. Coyotes and I are going to be in Vegas at the same time wow. for a hot How about that? I know. Wouldn't that be crazy? That means you're leaving me and Sean in charge? I am. Uh, Sean will be hosting oh, the boy. show on Monday. But Fantastic. I'll still be here And tomorrow. Craig won't be here either because he'll be at the game. He will. Oh, he will. boy. Yeah. Imagine if Sean was hosting the Buffalo Sabres one. I don't, uh, I don't think I could do that. I don't know if the chat would put up with that. Either. <laughs> also, I love this because Scott just in the chat just said, would you throw Michelli in as a sweetener on a chicken deal? And everyone's and saying no. Oh, yeah. He had that <laughs> kid out. for a little while. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure exactly. I saw someone earlier in the chat say, what's his ceiling? I'm not sure yet, but the kid's really, really talented. Um, so I'd hang on to him for just a shade. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since he's toward the, toward the top of, of rookie scoring here. Um, well, let's pull up the punch card really quickly before we wrap up we started a new line with a win the first win to start a line yeah wow it's a new trend something new something new so we'll see how the wow. rest of it goes it is it is i, I don't want to say flying by because it's actually not flying by <laughs> but we're on a fourth line already so it's that's crazy i know yeah. third of the way third of the way third of the way Petey. let's go lfg as they say let's go i can't believe i can't believe how how fast it's going and i know you know what? All of those stars, all those rows, all those empty rows, I see it as a possibility for the Coyotes to lose more games. So let's not, you know, get crazed yet about, oh, it's over. They have no more chance. You never know. Maybe they can. Um, and I mentioned we saw Cody the Coyote on TV tonight. Yep. TD's wearing his. Yeah, I got the, what his, do we call this? The mosaic. The mosaic. I don't know um, they have names. Christmas is coming. And if Christmas it's probably is coming. a little late. Oh, oh I, no, it's not. Because I. Yeah, I made you an order. A... I ordered and it shipped right away. So ordered yes last night and they shipped today. You have just over a week until Christmas. Just and I think the Hanukkah are starts just Sunday, but Hanukkah's eight days, so you have time. Yeah, so you have time. <laughs> Go to the PHNX locker right now. Place an order for T-shirts, hats, stickers. You can even get. I've I've gotten some stickers. We have Cody on a sticker. Cody is on a sticker. You can grab that in the PHNX locker and uh, become a diehard because you get 20% off merchandise and you get diehard only merchandise as well. And when you sign up to become a diehard, you get a free shirt or hat from the locker. Every Not just when you sign up, but every nope, year every after. Year. So become a diehard today. Check out gophnx.com slash diehard to join the family. And also a lot of people are off this week because it's winter break um some people take time off work if you're looking for some activities it's a little chilly out there i'm not gonna lie um i have a great suggestion for you head on over to octane raceway and mavericks where we have been there today really yes where we have been to both places they're right next to each other yes um for our staff meetings yes so much fun oh my goodness Uh, octane raceway go-karting there's an arcade there's a bar there's food mavericks there's more bars than I can count. Yeah. Bowling, Bowling, arcade video games, games, laser tag, food, four peaks on tap. Again, yeah. Like I, I talked about this last time. Me and my son, like that's a family outing. Can you imagine beer, bowling? Family, friends, date night. <sighs> you want to give somebody a gift? Date night. Like take them take them on an experience. Yeah. Just saying. Um, and they have daily specials every day. $15 yes. unlimited fun pass on Mondays. 50% off taco trios on Tuesday. Half price arcade games on Wednesday, big buck Thursday, big bucket, twelve big bucket. twenty dollar beer bucket. Spit it out on Thursdays, 
Friday night trivia, and then Saturdays and Sundays, 50% off signature bowling before noon. So, Did you drive the cars, the go-karts? I did not because I had a go-kart trauma when I was Yeah, a so child. I get that. So I, I, I got in these go-karts, and you think of like, I was in these little ones in Minnesota, and this little, it's not that. It's like you put the gas on, you go, whoa, boy, howdy. Like they're like, it's, it's big boy race in there. Like it's put a helmet it's on. Fun. Let's go. It's, it's like, there's super some speed. Fun. It's like, su- and, and you get like a printout of uh, your, yeah. of your times. It's really cool. It's really, yeah, it, it was, it was, it's fast. So check anyway. it out for yourself. Octane Raceway and Mavericks. We're really excited to welcome them to the peach next family. Oh, it's Sterling saying go, go there. Like it is fun. I'm not, we're not making that up. No, like. We've been there. <laughs> I've yeah, actually the been. Need, I've actually like speed. been to Mavericks yeah, multiple times outside of our staff meetings. Roaring Fork, like PD playing laser tag. Can you see that? That would be electric. Yeah, we should sure. put a GoPro on you. Yeah. Can you imagine? Laser tag or paintball? I won I laser tag laser when tag. I played really? there last year. You also I would just beat us in bowling last. Oh, time. and I beat Sean in tow train. Laser bowling. tag. I'd probably just walk out and get shot. Like. I, no. You don't think? No, I think you would take it. Think seriously. I'd be pretty competitive. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Also. Thomas Wayne said, "Got the jacket tonight. So excited for it." I, 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 we, okay. We saw the jackets. I think, and I thought about this. I haven't said this out loud yet. Aaliyah, Sean, Petey, Craig Morgan in the exact same design. Like, who wouldn't be all over that jacket? What? Like, I, no, I like see. it has Schmaltz, yeah. Chikrin, Vamilka, yeah. oh, like and put the hoodie on the back instead of the kachina. Yes. Yeah. The PHS logo in the middle, and then the four of us painted artistically. It's, it's around. Craig with like streaks across when he calls yes. in, and his camera smudged. Exactly. Now that's a jacket. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Coming soon to the PHNX locker. There we go. Just I saw a few in the crowd. I didn't. What I didn't understand though is how do you get it in the crowd if you had to donate to get it? I don't understand. Maybe how that people works. donated before. Before. Oh. And by the way, Maybe to could. those who were able to donate, that's really and, cool. and I do want to acknowledge this before we head out tonight, the Phoenix Children's Hospital, they did a telethon tonight, an amazing cause. If you're able to donate, the work that they do there is tremendous, and, and they deserve our support to the people um, who work there and to the families who unfortunately have to, to go there. You know, our heart goes out to all of you, and, and if you're able to financially contribute in any way to Phoenix Children's Hospital, it's a wonderful cause, and Absolutely. especially this holiday season, uh, a time, a great time to give back to the community. And I'll Can I do you, that? Yeah. Yeah, we saw that in the chat earlier. We just want to shout out to Regina Hall and her son, Chris. Um, I'm a big believer in positive thoughts going out in the universe helping people, so if you've got a chance to to say your bedtime prayers or put positive thoughts, whatever it is you believe in, put it out there for Chris because uh, I think it makes a difference. So Regina, we're, we're praying for you. Absolutely. And Kenny said over $57,000 raised. Fantastic. So good. that's shout out to the, to the coyotes community fantastic. for that. PD, let's put a bow on this one. Yep. Any, no, let's get ready notes? for the Sabre wagon. Tomorrow. Yeah. We're right back Do at it. it back to back, Yep. back to back. Shout out to the schedule makers for this one. Cause we got a lot more of them coming in January. Buckle yep. up everybody. Um, well, like we said, we'll be back tomorrow night for the post game show. So subscribe to PHNX sports on YouTube and wherever you get your audio episodes, subscribe there as well. Like, and leave us a review and, and leave us a written review. I go through and I read the reviews and they mean a lot to us when you do that. So please do that as well. And you can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan, me at Leah Merrill, PD at S. Peters Hockey, Sean at Sean underscore to pause. And Sean, are you going to the game tomorrow? I will be making an appearance uh, wow. for at least the first half of the game. So, so expect some content. Some, some content, content from the mullet. If you're going to be there. Feel free to come up to me and talk some good shit. Um, <laughs> it, 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 some, what's the word I'm looking It is for? all in good fun, Good fun. Sean. Fit, yes. Yeah. Yes. Shit and good fun. But, um, Sean loves his hometown, but he loves it here too. I do. I do. And, and sports allows you to do both. And it's convenient because right now we're in a situation where if the Sabres win tomorrow, it's beneficial for the That's Coyotes. True. Yeah. So. That's true. That's true. Right. You know what? I'm team that. Sabre happening. wagon. Truly. Close game though. Yeah. Close competitive Paige game. Thompson will get four goals. Clayton Keller will get three. <laughs> there you Everyone go. will be, well, Chickren, and Chickren will have assists on all of them. Perfect. 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 Coyotes three three in a row at the mullet. Five four over the Islanders. Wow. There's some mullet magic happening, and they'll be right back at it tomorrow night. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us tonight in the chat. We'll talk to you tomorrow.